Welcome to the Script Bits podcast for Monday, 6 March 2023. Our bit today comes from Revelation 21, verse 7, which says, He that overcometh shall inherit all things, and I will be his God, and he shall be my son. All right, friends, the work week is upon us again. And that opening day called Monday is hanging like a dark cloud over many of us, trying to intimidate us, to raise up the dormant fear that lies deep inside our souls. But you know what? That apparent intimidation by Monday is only a facade, a front of the devil to keep us in darkness and fear so we can't rise up and conquer him and his evil cronies like our Lord and Savior Jesus expects. Let's remember, though, that Jesus has already given us the victory through his conquering Satan, wresting the keys of hell, death, and the grave from him with a triumphant resurrection on Easter Sunday, while the foolish devil wrongly taught that he had finally ensconced Jesus forever. But Satan, of all people, should have known better, having spent so much time with Jesus in heaven as the archangel Lucifer. Obviously, his loss in the battle to overthrow the God of heaven didn't teach him anything about the power and glory of our magnificent Trinity. And however, unfortunately, it's the same with many of us. We don't learn from our mistakes. One would never have thought that Satan, or sorry, one would have thought that Satan would have learned from his previous defeat that he could never best the creator and controller of the universe, no matter the deceitful and evil means he uses. And that's why Jesus warned us of Satan's propensity for evil and destruction, when he says, The thief cometh not, but for to or except to steal and to kill and to destroy. I am come though that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. And we know that comes from John 10 10. Now tell me, number people, whose presence would you rather be in? The one who steals and kills, or the one who gives life? The people with common sense and or wisdom would obviously choose the latter. Sadly, though, there are many in our world who lack both those attributes and therefore choose the former. And I guess for Satan to simply give up the fight, to suffer the terrible pangs of defeat, and subjugate himself to Jesus would have meant a terrifying and humiliating humiliating end that he could not face. So, like an animal whose back is against the wall, with no apparent avenue of escape or victory in sight, its only resort is to brace itself and come out fighting, regardless of the possible consequences. And that's how it is with Satan. There's obviously no way 
for him to accept an honorable defeat at the hands of Jesus? So his only faith-saving response was to come back out fighting to the death with whatever dirty and evil means he has at his behest. But we believers all know that it's all over by the shouting for the devil and his evil cronies because they will eventually end up in the lake of fire when Jesus gets around to dealing with them. Yes, friends, it's only a matter of time. As the Bible, the Lord's indisputable, unquestionable word in Revelation 20 tells us that before Christ's millennial reign, the devil will be chained and locked up for those thousand years of peace and righteousness on earth. He'll be locked up in a bottomless pit, the abode of evil spirits. And they give a couple references here, Revelation 9, 1 to 11, and Luke 8, 31, that will explain that abode of the evil spirits, a bottomless pit. Then, after the expiration of those thousand years of peace and righteousness, Satan will be released to make strife and war with Gog and Magog on the earth again. But then what happens eh? after losing that final battle when fire came down from God out of heaven and devoured them and the devil that deceived them was cast into the lake of fire and brimstone where the beasts and the false prophets are and shall be tormented day and night forever. And that comes from Revelation 20 verses 9b to 10. Now, please note this other very important scripture about the end times. Read the fountain of life. John writes, And he, that's Jesus, said unto me, It is done. I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. I will give unto him that is a thirst of the fountain of the water of life freely. He that overcometh shall inherit all things and I will be his God and he shall be my son but the fearful or cowardly and the unbelieving and the abominable and the murderers and whoremong sorry, whoremongers that's the sexually immoral and sorcerers and all liars shall have their part in the lake which burneth with fire and brimstone which is the second death, and that comes from Revelations 21, 6 to 8. For my people, if you truly believe the Bible, the word of Almighty God, then there is no more to say. It's clear as day that evildoers will pay a very steep price for their unbelief and wrongdoing. It's only a matter of time, yes. And though our God is long-suffering. He will run out of patience at some stage of the game and pull the plug if we continue with our ungodly and evil shenanigans. So it's totally up to each individual to choose how they will spend eternity. Enough said. But you know what? The wonderful thing about our God is that when we need help, we always have access 
to his throne room. So let's go there right now, now through our Monday morning battle hymn and ask for his divine guidance as one sincere voice. Our Father who art in heaven, we, your humble servants, praise your holy name and thank you this Monday morning for life and strong faith in Christ despite the mass confusion in our world. We desperately need your divine help for you are the only one with the power to solve our many problems. Oh, Heavenly Father, we admit that we have all sinned and seriously disobeyed your word, but we know that you are merciful, forgiving, and gracious God who has faithfully promised to hear and answer our prayers when we humble ourselves, pray, and sincerely seek your face. That's why we come to you now with sincere repentance in our hearts, pleading with you to give us wise guidance and direction to alleviate our problems. And Father, we pray that you will ease the pain of the many who are suffering from negative situations. Please show them your awesome grace and mercy and keep your promise that you'll hear our prayer. Forgive us and heal our land if we turn from our evil ways. And please show this evil world that you are indeed Jehovah Rapha, the God who heals. And we pray this in the holy and blessed name of your Son, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. And again we say, Amen. And now, friends, if we are serious about the sentiments and promises we made in the prayer, then we'll need to go out and action them for divine help to come. Yes, it all takes action. So let's get out there and do it now. Much love. And the postscript for today says, He who has ears to hear, let him hear. That's something else we need to do. We need to hear the word of God and then go out and do it. But we definitely need to hear it and let it sink into our souls so that we could use it in time of need. And we pray all of that in Jesus' mighty name. Please have a blessed day, my people. Much love.